speak to the timing here. Why make the decision now, considering you know, how big these meetings are coming up in two weeks, rather than wait until potentially the fall? Well, uh, I had come to the conclusion that uh, I could not uh, seek uh, re-election. Uh, I was asked a question by uh, Gregor Craigie, a host of uh, CBC radio program, uh, last Friday, and I could not answer in any way other than I would have more to say uh, today. I knew that we had a cabinet retreat. I knew that it was an opportunity for us to go into the issues that I talked about and many others, preparing uh, budget uh, 2023. Uh, and also, it was a chance to talk to my caucus colleagues. We had a, a, a retreat on Friday. Uh, I had advised them this afternoon of my decision, but uh, there's no time like the present. Uh, I don't want, I want to be straightforward with my colleagues across the country. Uh, despite our political differences, we have been a uniform group, uh, despite changes uh, uh, by elections, of course, in provinces since I've been uh, at the table. But uh, I know that my colleagues have full confidence in me to continue to discharge my responsibilities. And, and uh, I have every intention of holding the federal government to the commitments that the prime minister made to me directly and personally, as well as to my colleagues. We need to sit down and figure this out. Uh, British Columbians are counting on that. Albertans are counting on that. Canadians across the country are counting on that. And I have every intention to carry forward. And I know that I'll have the full support of my uh, provincial premiers across the country. Richard, do you have a follow-up? You, you'll obviously serve until the new leader comes into place, but you know, getting things done between now and then may be hard. Are you worried you're walking away here from some things that you wanted to accomplish that you had promised? And you, know, you mentioned the cancer, you mentioned tiring at the end of the day. Is that ultimately what happened here? Was, was doing the job was just becoming too difficult? Um, a lot of... <laughs> I can always count on you, Richard, for one follow-up that's three questions, uh, and I say that uh, uh, warmly. I don't uh, mean anything by that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I obviously uh, the uh, treatment was rigorous, and I was in my enthusiasm to get back to work. Uh, I, I confessed this in other interviews. I probably got back a bit earlier than I should have, but it doesn't change the fact that uh, I'm going to be 63 this uh, summer, and I've been involved in... Uh, public life, uh, working in government since uh, for 36 years. I've been an MLA for 17. I've been leader of the NDP for eight and premier for five. And uh, I don't want to sound like a resume here, but uh, if you add all that up, it's a lot of intensity. Uh, my, my nature is to dive in fully to the tasks before me. And uh, my spouse uh, and I just felt that uh, it was time that I pass on to another generation. I've talked about the need for generational change in our politics, not just in, in, within the NDP, but indeed within all of our political institutions. Uh, we need to make space for the next generation to bring forward their ideas and their energy to take on the tasks. So for me, uh, I had every intention of carrying on and, and uh, prosecuting the next election. That was my plan. Uh, I, I love the work, uh, but uh, the cancer diagnosis and the subsequent surgery and treatment was uh, rigorous. Uh, again, I am, I am cancer-free, and I have to now reflect on what do I do with the summers I have ahead of me. And I, I will give everything I have until there's a replacement. And people who know me uh, understand that I'm genuine when I say that. Next question is from Rob Shaw, Tech News. Hi, Premier. I'm sorry to be here. Uh, ben, you're going. 
I was wondering if you zero in. I'm sorry, Rob, you broke up there. Rob, you want to start that again? I okay, can, sorry. I can hear you. I was wondering if you could zero in a bit more on when you made the decision. Was there a particular time, day, did you get a particular you come to this conclusion and, and be at peace with what you were about to announce to everyone? Well, it, uh, I mean, I, I was just in uh, Vernon and Kelowna uh, meeting with New Democrats uh, in our forward convention, which is, was filled with young people, diverse people, uh, seniors, elders that have been in the NDP for longer than me. And it was a powerful moment for me, but I had made my decision uh, when Ellie and I uh, were walking on the beach, uh, uh, laughing and reflecting on uh, how many beaches we'd walked on in our lives. We, we've lived in, uh, in Australia, we've lived in Ontario, uh, we've had the blessing of living on Vancouver Island since uh, my home uh, since uh, 1992. And um, it, it was just a moment uh, where we said, let's do more of this and less of that, quite frankly. And um, it was a difficult, difficult decision. I, I, I do love the work and I love my colleagues and the uh, uh, it's very rare. I've been a student of history, as many of you know, and it's rare for a political leader to have the opportunity to say, I think it's time for someone else, uh, without it being um, uh, a, a less comfortable moment. So uh, the timing was right. Uh, my health circumstances uh, dictated it, and it was watching the otters, quite frankly. We were at Otter Point. If those who want to get out their maps and check out Otter Point on Vancouver Island. Uh, as you're traveling around this summer, I, I, I recommend coming to Lankford Juan de Fuca, some beautiful uh, opportunities to uh, relax. And uh, watching the otters uh, playing uh, just offshore uh, by the hour uh, reminded me that, that uh, doing a little bit more playing, a little bit less working is probably not a bad idea. Rob, do you have a follow up? Sure. Uh, you've been premier fires. Uh, you were in a minority for part of that, then COVID uh, took over the agenda. Do you feel as you're leaving that you were able to accomplish what you wanted to accomplish? You've been rolling from wildfires to floods to COVID. Were you able to do what you wanted to do when you always thought of being Premier? Well, I, I don't want to promote your book, uh, Rob, but you, you, you wrote a book, uh, you, you and, uh, and Richard, about how uh, we came to government and it was an extraordinary uh, event, uh, which uh, I think has kind of highlighted a whole host of other extraordinary events that would have been uh, what we've experienced as a community, as a, as a province over the past five years. Uh, I've always been of the view that events are what governments are about. You have your plan, you have the objectives you want to realize, but your number one job is to be attentive and listening to what people are saying, what issues are affecting their lives and responding to them. So we've been a responsive government. We've been a government that had an agenda when we arrived that was built uh, in my time uh, over 12 years in opposition, engaging with the public on issues that mattered to them that previous governments had been ignoring. And so uh, we've been uh, systematically addressing issues that were a part of our platform, as well as addressing the issues that emerged before us. Uh, that's what governments do. Uh, I have. Uh, uh, regrets. Uh, I have um, uh, issues that I'm very, very proud of, uh, and um, there'll be plenty of time to talk about that down the road. Today, I wanted to put the speculation to rest about my future and get back to talking about British Columbians and the, their needs. That's why I do this, and that's what I'm going to be doing tomorrow. 
Next question is from Binder Sajjan, CTV. Hi, Premier. Um, you know, political observers often say that you are the biggest asset that the party has. How worried are you that by, you know, stepping away that you may leave the party at a disadvantage? And is that sort of, you know, your popularity, so to speak, is that why you decided to stay on as Premier until a new leader is cho chosen? Well, a uh, couple of questions there, Binder. Uh, firstly, uh, I believe that our government has had success because we've been focusing on the issues that matter to people. Uh, we've been responsive. We've brought our values, which I believe are mainstream values. I've said BC is filled with new Democrats. They just don't know it yet. And the more people see a compassionate and competent group of people addressing issues as they emerge, uh, they'll continue to support that. It's never been, uh, I, I, I don't subscribe to leadership politics. I subscribe to collective activity, cabinet governments, uh, people working together. We have our debates inside the room and then we come out saying we are of one mind and sometimes you get it wrong. Uh, that was evidenced by uh, events in, over the past uh, 40, 50 days. But that doesn't change the fact that uh, the public will respond at the next election to the values of the candidates and the principles that they bring forward and also their track record and, and the contrast between a new leader for our team and, uh, and the other teams will be there for the public to make their decisions. For me, uh, I'm anxious to get back to work tomorrow, uh, particularly uh, leading into the Council of the Federation meetings uh, in Victoria, and we can make the progress on healthcare that we absolutely have to need, uh, ha absolutely have to do if we're going to meet the challenges of the next number of years. Follow up, Ender? Yes, and Premier, uh, sorry, that was my attempt at doing a Richard Zussman question, <laughs> but uh, just It's, it's now called the maneuver. Uh, I like that best of all, the, the Zussman <laughs> maneuver. Um, I'm just wondering also over the last five years, is it even possible to pick out one particular highlight and maybe a low light, uh, something that you wish uh, you had the opportunity to do differently? I think there'll be plenty of time to talk about that down the road. Uh, I, I'm of the view that I'm still working. Uh, it's not time to reflect or vic victory lap or lament. It's time to continue to have my sleeves rolled up and focusing on the, the work that we've just been doing uh, here for the past two days, making sure that we've got a, a basket of initiatives to help with uh, affordability, uh, continue to uh, try and address the challenges that are before us. Uh, we all know what they are. The public knows what they are, and, and that's, that's my focus. Uh, there'll be plenty of time to, uh, to deal with uh, the highs and the lows. That's not what I want to do today. Katie DeRosa, Vancouver Sun. Hi, Premier. Uh, just in terms of the timing with the, the Council of the Federation coming up, you know, you've talked a lot about the need for increased federal health transfers. Will this announcement now take some of the, the, the strength from your argument out if, you're, uh, you know, if it's known that you're going to be retiring imminently? Not at all, Katie. Uh, the, the power of our argument is that the federal government used to be a 50% partner in the delivery of health care services by funding uh, those services through the Canada Health Transfer. This sounds like accounting to people who are not familiar with it, but the, the balance has gone from 50-50 to 78% of funding provided by the province and only 22% provided by the federal government. And I'll remind people, they know this already, that Ottawa doesn't get different taxes, they get taxes and revenues from Canadians, wherever they may live. And this is not a John Horgan issue, it's a Canadian issue, 
and we have 13 premiers of provinces and territories that have been on the same page for the five years I've been here. The, the, the participants at the table have changed through election and through resignation, but the, the issue has always been there and it's high time we get it addressed. So it's never been about me, it's never been about British Columbia, it's been about Canada and all of us working together. The Prime Minister committed to me that his team would be there to have that conversation and to make progress and I'm going to hold them to that. Katie, do you have a follow-up? There were times where you, you know, spoke off the cuff. Obviously, you joked about the, the need for Irish Spring during the, the, the FBOM. Um, and, and you were quite also candid about certain things going off your speaking notes. Do you think that that was a sign that you were, I guess, a bit jaded with the political game or becoming a little bit exhausted by, uh, by the back and forth in question period? Like, how would you characterize that, how you were enjoying the job in the last few months? Well, um Obviously, I like, I enjoy more different parts of the job differently, and uh, I've given as good as I've got in the back and forth of partisanship, but uh, I do have to confess that I have always been more interested in big problems and how can we solve them. I, before I got involved in uh, politics, I was working in government. Uh, I was enamored with the notion of uh, us taking our collective energy, uh, people from different walks of life, different uh, parts of the province or the country and trying to find solutions. That's what's motivated me from the beginning. I, I stood for office in 2005 not so that I could uh, have partisan jousts with uh, anyone. It was because I wanted to make a difference and I continue to want to do that. Uh, uh, speaking off the cuff is not something that's just happened recently for me and uh, I, I know that there are my friends uh, who are not political. I have many of those and I think that's my, been my salvation. Uh, they know that I speak my mind, uh, and sometimes there's consequences to that that are not necessarily uh, politically advantageous, but it doesn't change who I am and how I feel about things, and I try my best to be straightforward and candid. That's how I was raised, and that's how I've lived my life, and I'm going to continue doing that uh, after today. Why I'm here is I wanted to stop the speculation so we could get back to the real issues, which are the needs of British Columbians. Les Lang, Times Colonist. Oh, thanks. Congratulations, Premier. Uh, you've got maybe, what, four months left as leader. Is there anything, apart from the never-ending argument about federal health care funding, is there anything um, at the top of your to-do list? Is there something you want to get done before you bow out? Um, again, uh, that'll probably be apparent over the next uh, number of months. Uh, less. Uh, what I am singularly focused on, quite frankly, uh, we have, uh, we just come out of our uh, cabinet retreat, our caucus met, uh, as I said last week. Uh, these issues have been, I've been talking about them in, in my regular availabilities for some time. Affordability, uh, not just housing affordability, which is a profound challenge, but just uh, the impact of inflation. It's a global phenomenon and British Columbia is not immune to it. So I'm going to continue to address the issues as they emerge, which has always been, in my view, the primary objective of government to make sure you get in front of issues as they're emerging so the public can have confidence that that we have their back as we go we being government uh, so uh, I don't have a, a list of things uh, to do uh, it's not well I, I should say that I had a, uh, a great time in my community of Souk uh, we're successful with a Canada infrastructure grant to build a lacrosse box uh, in the Sun River uh, community in, in Souk uh, so I was out throwing a ball around uh, with some kids and uh, some Victoria Shamrocks that were out. So uh, I, I want to 
engage with my community less. That's what I want to do. I, I got involved because I, I love where I live and the people that live there, and I want to spend more time with them because I've been focused on, on the province. Uh, so uh, once a leader is selected, I'm going to continue on uh, as a member of the legislature and, and so I can connect with uh, the people in my great community. Les, do you have a follow-up? I know you're sick of these health questions, but uh, the, the fatigue that you've uh, cited a few times in the last half hour, is, is that related to COVID, perhaps? I have, I have no idea, uh, Les. Um, I know that my oncologist, uh, uh, who I, I want the public to know, uh, uh, he says that it's really advantageous to be able to watch your patients on the evening news, and he wanted to assure me and British Columbians that he's not billing. Uh, for watching the news, but he said that I look good and uh, the, the scan was clear, the, um, uh, the side effects are what they are, and he's been helping me walk through that. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know if COVID had an impact on that or not. I was pretty tired before I, was di uh, before I tested positive, and uh, I didn't really notice a difference. Uh, some people talk about losing uh, taste. I haven't, uh, I've lost my taste uh, as a result of the uh, radiation treatment. So it's difficult to say. I'm, uh, and no one's really uh, tried to parse it out less. Uh, I, I get tired and I come home and I fall asleep. But uh, a good indicator of uh, that making the right choice at the right time, uh, after we came back from our, our couple of days away, uh, I came uh, out of the shower and I was uh, going into the kitchen and, and my wife said, you're humming. And I went, what? I said, you're humming. You haven't hummed in a while. So. Uh, I think I'm at peace. Uh, it's a it was a very difficult decision. I don't, I'm not going to pretend it wasn't. I love this job, and I believe we're making a difference. I am making a difference with my team, but I know that my team can continue to do that without me, and so it's time to uh, exit uh, when the leader's picked, and I'll continue to find other ways to uh, make a difference. I've got uh, some time left in me. I'm feeling good enough to keep contributing. I just don't know what that contribution is going to be. We have time for one more question. Justin McElroy, CBC. Thank you. Hi, Premier. Hey. Uh, last, nice to see you. Uh, good to see you. Last week, uh, there was speculation when you made the announcement uh, about the Royal BC Museum that it might be connected to potential announcement on your future and the idea of clearing the deck of that decision for a future leader. Was that part of the play at all? Were you considering this announcement while you were making that decision? I, I, well, I, I was thinking about my future when I made the decision, but why I made the decision is that the Royal BC Museum is so important to all of us. Uh, I, I, it's just too important to be a political football, too important to be a laugh line. Uh, I want people to be as proud of the museum as they were before the announcement. Uh, it was and is an iconic uh, treasure for all British Columbians. And, uh, I misstepped by thinking that the public was at the same place I was uh, as I looked at information about the seismic issues, about uh, the space, and about the uh, various uh, collections being at risk. But no, I, there's no connection beyond the fact I, I made that decision because it, I love the museum and I don't want it to be a political football. I want the people who care about it to come forward, uh, come up with a plan, and uh, it will be a better plan than the one we brought forward because the public has never been more aware of the museum. That's the good news. And the better news is that we have a, a, a new uh, CEO and the, the volunteer board who are not partisans. They're citizens who have offered to help uh, and have been on the board, some for a long time, some just recently appointed. Uh, it's going to be a better outcome. So my motivation on the museum had no connection 
to my personal views beyond the fact that I did not want it to be a political football, and I, I, I believe that that was the right course, and British Columbians seem to agree with me. I, I was traveling this past weekend, and the number of people that, that came up to me and, and said, right thing to do, reaff just reaffirmed that you listen to people, uh, follow their lead, and get things done. Justin, follow up? Yeah, uh, you said at the very beginning of your statement that you would be asking for a leadership uh, election for the NDP sometime in the fall. Beyond that, are you going to give any guidance or opinion on how that should roll out, including whether any members of your party would be allowed to stay in cabinet or government if they ran? Well, all of the, all of the rules and, and that are in the hands, uh, with respect to participation, are in the hands of, uh, of the party. Uh, we have a governing body, the provincial council, that will make those decisions. Uh, I will have no role in the selection of the leader. Uh, that's up to the party. Uh, but I am very confident that we have a capable group of young, dynamic leaders uh, that are prepared to step, step up. And, and we'll just wait and see how that goes. Uh, Again, I want to I want to reinforce. I, I wanted to end the speculation. I believe we've done that based on the number of people that are here, uh, and I want to now uh, get back to working for British Columbians for as long as I have an opportunity to do that. That's the commitment uh, that I make today, and and uh, I wish I had uh, more energy to do more, but I I, I just don't. And and uh, I want to just end by. Oh, I'm sorry. You got another one? I, no. That was it. Okay. okay. I just want to end. Uh, quite often. Uh, uh, and when I became leader of the NDP eight years ago, it was, well, nobody knows who you are. Uh, you, you can't possibly be successful. Uh, that turned out to be incorrect. Uh, I was successful. A lot of people know who I am. Uh, but I was in uh, a restaurant in, uh, in, uh, in Penticton on my way back. And uh, a woman came up and said, and I apologize to the other networks, but this is the way it, the way it rolled. Uh, she said, you're on global. And I said, sometimes, but not all the time. So uh, it was a reminder uh, that uh, people are people. They're not thinking about politics all the time. Uh, and uh, I want to get back to that place where I can just engage with people. I love talking to people. I, I went on a holiday last year to some uh, newsworthy, uh, it became news. But I went to Nova Scotia, and nobody knew who the heck I was there. And it was just nice to, you know, go pull up at a garage sale and talk to people and have a laugh. And it reminded me how much I love people and how much I enjoy the work. But I also uh, am looking forward to just being me again, uh, talking to people not as, uh, as Premier of British Columbia, but just John, uh, a guy who stopped by to make friends. And so I'm looking forward to that. Thanks, everybody, for the opportunity. I greatly appreciate it.